Hello, welcome to the Marriage Today podcast. And I'm here with my precious husband, Jimmy. Good to be here, thank you. Thank you. So what's the teaching today? We're gonna to talk about the laws of love. We're talking about flying high in marriage is the overall theme. But we're talking about the laws of love, very, very critical program we're talking about for if you wanna succeed in marriage, you have to understand the laws that God created marriage for. That's good. But before we do that, we've got some questions from our listeners. Okay, I've got a question for you. Uh, it says, I have been trying for years to be the best wife I can be. I'm not seeing the same back for my husband. Is the problem with me or him? How can, how can we turn things around? That's a good question. I know a lot of women struggle with this because one spouse wants to do the right thing and the other one's just, they become lazy or indifferent, selfish, you know, whatever reasons. And in this situation, I don't know the specifics, so it's hard. I would highly recommend counseling. You yes, know, I think absolutely. it's this is a time when they need to get counseling because after a while, it's going to probably do more damage to her right. because, you know, just the emotional, um, you know, trying to stay positive can wear on anybody, you know, and so I would highly recommend getting some counseling probably. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, I hear from so many women like this that mm -hmm. we do, that they're just doing the best they can and their husband's distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, if she's doing the best she can do and, mm -hmm. and that's not working, they need to get some outside help. It might be that he, first of all, he's just taking it for granted yeah. and he's just lazy. Well, he doesn't see it from another perspective. He that's just right. probably thinks she's nagging. Right. If, if another voice comes into the picture and says, no, da, 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 oh, a light bulb comes on. Hmm, maybe but, I but had a problem. But you know, when you were raised in that environment mm -hmm. and they're like chauvinism, I was raised mm -hmm. in chauvinism, there's nothing expected of the male. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this is what I did to you when we first got married. Is I'd come home and veg out, and you would start trying to talk to me and draw mm -hmm. me in. I had no, I had every expectation of you. Mm -hmm. I had no expectation of me. Well, I think there's husbands though that really don't get it. They just don't get it. Well, sure, it. absolutely. They're not even chauvinistic. They just, it's like. Real selfish. And, well, they yeah. really, it's something that hasn't clicked in them, and yeah. and I think that's why the counseling is right. good. Okay. okay, I'm going to read to you. All right. My wife and I no longer have any passion for one another. I'd like her to be more energetic inside and outside of the bedroom, but nothing changes. Can we get the passion back? If so, how? Absolutely. You know, the Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm -hmm. Okay. The word treasure there is the word thesaurus in the Greek. It means treasury. It means treasure chest. Wherever you're depositing the best of your life, your, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The word heart there is the Greek word cardia. It means the seat of your passions, okay? So you and I fell out of love. Mm -hmm. We were totally out of love when we almost divorced. And the way that we got the love back was we started investing in each other. Mm -hmm. See, if you invest in your children the most, your passion's gonna be there. Mm -hmm. If you invest in uh, your church the most, your passion's gonna be there. If you invest in your work the most, your passions are gonna be there. If you invest in your marriage the most, your passions are going to be there. So you say, can you get the passion back? Of course. But but feelings, we don't worship our feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what a lot of people do is they say, well, we're, we're out of love and how do we get the feeling back? You don't. Mm -hmm. You start doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You you begin to love each other. You begin to, to have fun together. You begin to work at the marriage. And then one day you wake up and the passion's back. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you were investing there. Mm -hmm. And so don't wait for your emotions to dictate to you because you'll never do the right thing. You and I were numb. Uh, we had fought so much that we were numb. Mm -hmm. And even though I apologized to you uh, on the night that our marriage began to be healed, 
Uh, I woke up the next morning and I didn't have any desire to pursue you. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Ha- I mean, I, I really didn't, but I did. Mm-hmm. I did it. I did it by faith, and I did it as an act of obedience. Mm-hmm. We fell back in love, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we didn't fall back in love. We fell into a love that we'd never been in before, mm-hmm. a much greater love, and that love has now lasted 47 years. And so, don't worship your emotions. Just do the right thing. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Well, if you have your questions, any questions uh, that you want to ask us, then you can go on marriagetodaypodcast.com and ask your questions. We would love to answer them. And right now, we're going to go to the teaching. Love in our society has become a very fickle thing. And something that a lot of people say that you can't understand, you know, nobody knows, you know, about love. And if once you've fallen out of love, you can't get it back or anything like that. Here, here's the problem with that belief system. 1 John 4 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who is born of, uh, of God, uh, everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does, not, uh, who does not love does not know God. Listen, for God is love. God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we may live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And so here's, here's the problem. If love is a fickle thing that you can't control, God is love. If we're saying love is fickle, there's something wrong with love. You can't measure it. You can't control it. God is love. That, you're saying God's fickle. You know, God's weird. You, you can't predict God. And, and that's not true. There are laws of love that God has established. And what this means is love is in our control. I'm not saying we control God, but God gave us laws of love in the Bible that determine the level of our relationships. So let me go through these very quickly. The number one law of love is the law of sowing and reaping. In the very beginning, in Genesis 1, God told Adam and Eve that the, their future depended upon them sowing and reaping. He said, I've given you seed. The way you're going to take dominion over the world is you're going to sow these seed that I've given you until you fill the entire world. Galatians chapter 6 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. So the Apostle Paul says, don't be deceived, God is not mocked. And that word mocked there means to throw your nose up at God. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. Whether you sow it sinfully or whether you sow it righteously, everything that you sow in life is going to come back to you. So here are the four deceptions concerning the law of sowing and reaping. And these are very common in marriage. Number one, I cannot sow and get a crop. I cannot sow love into my spouse. I cannot sow the right things and I can still get a crop. Here's another deception. I can get a good crop from bad seed. In all of my years of counseling, I've never had a person come to me and say to me, you know, Jimmy, we got in a big fight last night, and my spouse cussed me up side one side and down the other, and boy, it helped. <laughs> I mean, I, that right in the middle, then cussed me out, the light came on, and I, I could just see clearly for the first time. I, I'm just so thankful I married someone who's willing to cuss me out when I need it. <laughs> when you, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. If you sow a bad word, you're going to reap a bad result from that. But if you sow a good word, you're going to get a good result. Number three deception. 
is sowing good seed won't work. And some people say, well, not in my marriage, it won't work. No, not, not in my situation. He said, well, you need to do the right thing. Don't be deceived. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. I can get many harvests out of one sowing. That's another deception. I shouldn't have to work at my marriage all the time. I worked at it at the beginning, and that, that should be enough. No, you have to keep sowing and reaping. Okay, but here are the ways that we sow into each other's lives. Proverbs 18, and this is interesting. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. And fruit means the result of seed. A man's stomach is going to be satisfied from the seed that returns back to him. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He, listen to this next verse. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. When Karen and I got married, I was verbally abusive. I was, I was terrible in the way that I talked to Karen. And it dest- I destroyed my wife with my mouth. I destroyed my marriage with my mouth. And the way that my, our marriage was changed, one of the main ways that our marriage was changed is I had to change the way that I talked to Karen, not doing the wrong things that I'd done before, but beginning to sow good words into Karen. Listen, every good marriage has good words spoken in that marriage. A bad marriage either has no words spoken or bad words spoken, but the, it's disproportionate. The power of life and death is in our tongue. And it's interesting to me that in that same text, it says, he who finds a good wife finds a good thing. By your standard of measure, it will be measured back to you in return. Okay, Can I, let me say something. God doesn't decide how blessed I am, I do. See, every time, every time we do what we do, we're creating a measure in heaven, whether we realize it or not. And a measure means like a scoop. Is so you're praying and you're saying, God bless me. And God says, I want to bless you so bad. Angel, would you bring me Jimmy's measure over here? And the angel walks over and it's a thimble. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy's kind of a Scrooge. He kind of has a tight, he's real tight. He kind of has a stingy spirit and says, son, I love you so much. Now, according to your standard of measure, I'm going to measure it back to you in return. And so God, you know, takes my thimble and puts it in, my ble- in his blessing jar and he pours it out on me. And I'm saying, Lord, would you bless me? It's like a bird flew over. I get hit. What was that? That's your blessing, son. <laughs> I don't want that. When I pray, I want to say, Lord, bless me. And the Lord turns and says, angel, would you bring me Jimmy's measure? And the angel says, it'll take several of us, Lord. Because he's got a big measure. Jimmy has a generous spirit. Anybody want that? God doesn't decide how blessed you are. You do. So if you, want, if you want it to be returned back to you, watch your spirit because you're exchanging whether you realize it or not. The third seed is me seed. I'm sowing myself. God didn't give us something. He gave us himself. In the early years of our marriage, Karen didn't have me. Karen didn't have me. And she, when I came in from working and playing golf and I was exhausted and, and not talking, she wanted me. She didn't want me sitting in the living room not communicating and tired and not giving. She wanted my heart. Karen fought for my heart and always has, and I appreciate that about her. God gave us himself. We love God because God gave us himself. Number four, the law of return. All seed has a germination period and will return 
in, har in a harvest in due season. Galatians 6. Don't be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that will he also reap. And then it says in verse 9, in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Well, I had a man in counseling came in and he said, Jimmy, I've been a jerk. I've been terrible to my wife. And, and now she's wanting to divorce me and everything. And he says, I, but I want to keep her. And I said, okay. And so I talked with him about, you know, how he could go home. I said, go home, tell your wife you're sorry, repent her. He said, oh, I did that. And I said, good. Well, just go home and meet her needs and love on her and, and uh, show her that you're a changed person. And I said, well, come back and see me in, in a week or two. So he came back to see me the next time. He said, ah, we're just going to go ahead and get a divorce. And I said, why? And he said, I tried that for a week and it didn't work. <laughs> well, in due season. Every, every, all seed has a germination period. And farmers have to be very patient. When you sow, you may be going through a difficult time in your marriage. And a, a woman wrote us a letter and she said, my husband and I are going through a terrible time. And uh, he shut down communication. And it wasn't because of her. It was because of something else that was going on in his life. He went into depression, kind of went into a shell. And she said, I realized the only way to him was through sex. And she said, and I decided rather than getting mad and withdrawing, I was going to sow into his life sexually because it was my only point of contact with him. And her story was it took a period of time, but her husband came out. Their marriage is better than it's ever been because she was a wise woman who through a difficult period of time kept sowing into her husband rather than getting her feelings hurt and walking away. Farmers have to be patient. All seed has a due season. And when you're doing the right thing, when you're sowing, in, your spouse isn't doing what you're doing. They're, they're not as interested as you are. But you're sowing into your marriage. This is what Karen did. You're sowing into your marriage. You're sowing into your marriage. The devil will come to you and say, there's no hope for you. You need to get out of this. They're never going to change. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. In due season, you're going to reap. Don't grow weary in well-doing. That's, that's why the devil comes to discourage us is he wants us to believe that, that it's, you know, it, it's not going to work for us. There was a, a woman that I, I worked out at a place uh, for years, and there was a woman that sat at the front counter of this place, and she had the personality of a rattlesnake. And, uh, and that's, I want to apologize to all the rattlesnakes because she, but she, she was the meanest woman I've ever met in my entire life. And you, you just learned, don't talk to her. Don't even look at her, you know, and so I, would, I walked into this place where I worked out, and she, boy, she scowled at you if you looked at her, you know. And so I decided one day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack that nut. And I, so I, I just, and I, it annoyed her a lot. But every day when I walked in, I walked in and patted the counter in front of her and said, how are you doing today? And she gave me a dirty look. And every day when I walked out, I walked by and patted the counter and I said, bye, I'll see you tomorrow. Never looked up, never said a word. This went on for years. And, oh yeah. I, it, one day, so one day I was running late and I was trying to get home and I was walking out the door to go home. And I was about, and I had my hand on the front door and as I was pushing the door out, I heard these words, goodbye, Mr. Evans. And it was her. The meanest woman I ever knew. I sowed kindness into her, and she didn't sow it back to me. But years later, she spoke a kind word. I don't, I don't know what happened to that woman in her past, but probably something really terrible. It's probably some man hurt her very deeply. And my words were sowing kindness back into her, 
Don't grow weary in well-doing. In due season, you're going to get it back if you don't lose heart, if you don't lose faith in God. Law, law number five is the law of grace. Now listen to this very quickly. Second Corinthians 9. This I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Why? Paul is taking an offering here for the saints in Jerusalem. And he's saying, if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. For God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, would have an abundance for every good work. Well, Karen and I, there have been times that we've given offering to the Lord that we, that we wanted a financial harvest to come back from that. And, and we were believing for that. And we've seen miracles in that regard. But there came a point in our lives where we didn't, we didn't need a financial miracle. We were giving a, an offering, but we needed a different grace. And we have five grandchildren, and four of them were born after years of waiting on them because of infertility. And we remember, Karen and I remember when we gave offerings to the Lord where we were sowing, and we said, we don't need money, Lord. We're believing for a harvest for a grandchild. We pray that you'd help both our daughter and son-in-law and our son and daughter-in-law when they were dealing with infertility. And we have five grandchildren. We have a bonus child. We have a bonus baby. And, uh, but I need honor. I need sex. I need Karen to be my buddy. And I need domestic support. Karen needs security. She needs communication. She needs soft, non-sexual affection. And she needs leadership. See, I don't need what she needs. But here's what God promises. When you... When you give graciously to meet a need that you don't have, God will return that in the grace that you need. See, the, the, people, the people that Paul was taking the offering from, the Corinthians, they had money. The saints in Jerusalem didn't have money. So he was saying, out of your abundance, give so that we can meet their need. They gave money. And here's what Paul promises. God's able to return that to you in the grace that you need. You may need the grace of health. You may need the grace of, of prosperity or, or promotion. You may need the, whatever grace that you need. So when I come to Karen, and this is what I did when we first got married, I rejected her because she was different than me. And I was not willing to give her the grace that she needed, believing that when I sowed into her, that God was able to meet the grace that I needed. And so when you meet each other's needs in marriage, it's the law of grace. If I want my needs met, I need to meet somebody else's needs. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.